What's going on, gang? Uh, good, good morning. I think this. I don't. Have we ever done a podcast in the morning? I think maybe one time before. One time before. I think we did it. Yeah. Now, a, when I say in the morning, I'm talking about like 11 a.m., like right after a class. Okay. So we're definitely ahead of that. Yeah, today. we're we're way ahead of schedule. Normally, we're a we're an afternoon show, gang. If, in case yes. you didn't, in case you didn't know that. So this is the earliest that we've done a podcast. This is the earliest sure. we've done it. So the beer tastes a little different. Mm-hmm. Than it tastes more does. like coffee or Bang or Kill Cliff. Yeah, it tastes a little, a little more, a little more caffeinated. A little plug there. <laughs> a little plug <laughs> sponsor plug. <laughs> if you, you want to show up with some Bang, we're good to go. <laughs> um, awesome. So, welcome to another episode of Inside the Coach's Brain podcast. Uh, it took us a couple weeks, but we got Nate kicked out, and I got Kent back. So, yeah, it's, it's always always positive news. We got him literally kicked out of the country. Yeah, uh, I think he got kicked like deported. He's where in uh, Italy or something, right? Yeah, he might not come back. Wherever they take the scrubs, you know? Yeah, because they're out over there looking for uh, uh, truffles. Okay. Tru- truffle <laughs> truffle, truffle hunting in Italy. White white truffle? Yeah. So uh, when you see Nate, ask him how the great white truffle hunt went. <laughs> <laughs> who, know, who knows what he's doing over there? Maybe this podcast will get to him across the pond before he makes it back. If he ever comes back. I don't, I don't, see. See, him, I don't see him coming back. I don't either. I think next episode of the podcast is... Where in the world is Nate? Where in the world is Nate? Or, or Nate's Nate's no longer with us. Podcast. There we go. Yeah, you know, physical work in progress, physically and spiritually. Yeah. <laughs> it's a the uh, Nate no longer lifts podcast. No, he's a world traveler now. It's like Galileo or something. I don't quite think, impressive. I don't. I mean, he's probably honestly not lifting the whole time he's there. Ooh, that's a. Uh, Rather odd for him. Yeah, should be interesting. I mean, everything's in kilos over there, so I'm sure it's going to just mess him up. You know, it would mess the whole me up. whole pound to kilo conversion. It would mess me up. Yeah. I, you know, that doesn't mess me up more less. I'm pretty good with the kilo to pounds. The kilometers to miles messes me up. That yes, like kilometers per hour. Yes, that and, truly confuses me yeah. so much. <laughs> You're like, uh, is kilometers per hour fast? Is the number bigger or slower? And then, right. how far do I got to? I give up. Just tell me when we're there. Yeah, what was that? It's like one point six. Yeah, like you know, why, why, it's why the conversion? Why when we think, put these numbers together, we couldn't just got them all the same? Well, that's because everyone in the you know developed world uses the metric system, but the U.S. of A. is special with their U.S. standard measuring yeah. system. And I, was, I like the kilo system. I think it works way better than the pounds. I was talking with somebody about it the other day, and we're talking about it like with sockets. And like, you know, putting anything together in a socket, you have like your SAE sockets that we use like in the US, like your your half, your quarter inch, your five sixteenths, whatever. And then you have your metric sockets mm-hmm. that work millimeters. Right. And it's like, why in the world have we not, we can't make that universal? Right. Like, I, don't, I could care less, what, less which box I'm going, grabbing yeah. them from. But it'd be nice if they were all like the same. Yeah. One way or the other. It's amazing how that would like streamline everything, right? Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it's and, I'm, and I'm not things. normally big on like Amer, you know, not you know, doing something right. different because it's America. You know, it's like, I, how do we? I don't. Yeah, maybe there's an expert in this. We could get into the podcast and hit me that five six the socket that we could over there that we could talk about why why we have a different metric a different measuring system on that than essentially the rest of the world does. Yeah, like yeah. Why why do we have to develop our own when they had? That or did which came first, chicken or the egg? I don't know. 
Yes. Please like, someone phone in and if you'd let like us to write it right into the podcast and maybe you could help us out with Clarify this. Clarify that. I, I refuse to do any internet searching on it whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not going to Google it. So we've already we've already debunked the internet on this podcast. That's true. So it doesn't really. Yeah, that's not a great place to go for information. I'm going to need this from like an encyclopedia. Ooh, you know? World Book or encyclopedia? Um, I guess either, right? Were they weren't they kind of the same thing? Was it just different brand? I think there were different brands. Yeah. You know, back in the day, back in our day, you had like the encyclopedia, like salesman people oh, who yeah, would come, come to your house, house and oh, yeah, yeah. sell the whole set. And yeah. that's basically what you would use for like research papers and whatever, like yeah. in like middle and high school. There was no internet to like no, I mean, find this stuff. Dude, you just sit there for like hours and just read like the encyclopedia. It was great. Yeah. I want to say at the house we had World Book. Yeah. We had Encyclopedia Britannica. Britannica, yeah. That's what we had. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why, I don't know what the difference between encyclopedia britannica and world book war i mean was that just you know i don't know that would, see mcdonald's that, and burger King now that's or, something that i would probably google and like i'd like to know if i picked up the w just a different if i picked up the ebook sure. in world book would it have encyclopedia britannica in it and i could i look and see what that was and would it tell me the difference so you're saying the world book is all-encompassing well does the world book reference encyclopedia britannica and does encyclopedia britannica reference the world book mm, i don't know because they're essentially the same thing. They are, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. different publishing companies, I'm sure. And then I remember like at one point they went to like a CD-ROM. Yes. If you're not familiar with a CD-ROM was. <laughs> yes. They just didn't even go to the floppy disk. Just straight to the CD-ROM. CD-ROM. And you had, and it just wasn't the same. No. It was no longer cool. Yeah. It's like, I, don't, I still have this shelf of books I can go pull from. Yeah, my parents still have theirs on the uh, bookshelf. Yeah, it's not surprising. The whole set. That's surprising. <laughs> no, not surprising at all. <laughs> And they, they they have they have internet, but it's satellite internet. Oh no, oh no! <laughs> have they have they looked into the Starlink? Gosh, I don't know what it's it's uh, yeah, like HughesNet. No, I don't know what it's called. It's whatever local to obviously they're a small town, but it's okay. it's satellite internet is what it is it's because not, cable has not been ran that far out into the country. It's not good. So yeah, they should look into uh, Elon Elon's internet, the Starlink. The Starlink, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get it anywhere. It looks great. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Versus, you know, running cables and that's going to be the next iteration of internet, I think, is everything's going to go completely, you know, wireless. Well, they talked about that for a long time. It's like, why, you know, why are we having to pay for internet? Like, it should be a universal thing. I mean, you still got AT&T running cables, though. Yeah. It was very nice of AT&T about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. They're burying new fiber cable in our neighborhood. Running everybody brand new AT&T fiber cable, which is cool. If I guess if you have AT&T, mm-hmm. we don't have AT&T, and they were nice enough to go ahead and put a shovel straight through our Comcast line. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. It's like, hey, look, they're digging up oh, there with the internet. Yeah. How nice of them. <laughs> how nice of them. This is your sales pitch. Hey guys, wanna, we got a special right now on AT&T. You want to see how good our fiber our fiber line is? We're just gonna cut your Comcast. Shove at your oh, house geez. with a router. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. And, and, you know, we're the people, we don't have, like, TV cable or anything, so everything's run through the internet. So, yeah, literally went from, like, hey, we're good, to crap. Yeah, that actually happened to us this week. Uh, we had those thunderstorms Monday, and our power went out a few times, and it just completely, like, made our modem go out of whack or whatever. So, like, three days, super spotty Wi-Fi. Like, it would crash for two hours, come back on, this and that, and this is, like... 
I'm trying to restart it, unplug it, plug it back in, do all the things they tell me to do, whatever, right. blah, blah, blah. And like, and it shows you how many devices are connected to your router. Your router. There was like 46 items connected to it in the house, which is absurd. Like, what 46 items do I have? Well, it's probably your phone connecting to it like 37 times, like from a different like iteration. Well, it was so it was my phone, Laura's phone, the Xbox, the Roku, the you know the the, the baby's door, camera, the door alarm, the it was sprinkler system, the lights, everything. The, yeah, Alexa, like all this stuff. I was like, this is absurd. How much we are like everything's connected. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite when they cut the power line or cut the cable line the other day. Um, called Comcast, and you know, after you spent twenty minutes, you know, with the automated uh, answering machine trying to get you know somebody on the line to help. Oh like, yeah, you're like, I don't know a button to push. None of these things are my problem. You know, you're just like yelling at right. them. instantly, like blood pressure rises, and you're ready to like murder somebody. Yeah, um, you know how hard it is to find a phone number for Comcast. You probably, there probably is. It's one. like impossible. So <laughs> I did the thing that you did with yeah. a whole little Xfinity assistant <laughs> yeah, oh, for like an hour. Oh yeah. And finally, they gave me a phone number to call. Yeah, it was one of those like I'm not. I wasn't angry when I started this phone call. I was like, it's just right. it's just something that happens, and yeah. we need to fix it. But like five minutes into that, I'm like, I I could hurt somebody right now. Right. And then so we get a hold of them on the phone. I'm like, hey, you know, I don't know if you guys have dispatch. You can get somebody out here and you know check the line. You know, the the, the hole's open. The earth is the ground is open. They can get in there mm-hmm. and they can patch this thing pretty quickly. Well, we can get somebody out there in <laughs> two to three weeks. Yeah, and then the also part is like, well, first off, we need to do some troubleshooting. We're gonna have to. Can you go ahead and reset your modem? Yeah. I'm like, lady, the line is cut in half. Right. <laughs> I can see it. Have you tried reattaching the line? <laughs> She's like, well, have you? Well, I'm gonna have to try and reset your modem from here. I'm like, you can do whatever you want. Right. It's like Good that luck. is not the problem. <laughs> do you have any electrical tape? <laughs> Wrap it around your cable. She she probably talked to me for three minutes about resetting the modem. I'm like, yeah. Like what? She's like, but I have to do this step. I'm like, you can just cross off that. That step has been done. Right. I have to follow this call sheet that they literally give me at the call center. <laughs> like, can you have a thought for yourself here? That that'd be awesome. Yeah. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. They cannot. And you're probably talking to someone like India too. Oh, I mean, who knows? But it's like, like, is there any like buddy that could actually get out here and fix this? No. So then ultimately they come out and you know the hole's been filled back in, so they're not even going to like try and patch the line so then you just need to run a whole new line okay so then they cut, cut the old line bring a whole new line in and it's just like orange cords struck through the yard for two weeks and it's like well that's just how it is makes it's sense like, yeah well we can do better okay sorry about my internet and cable line through the yard that's you know that's what everybody's tuned in that's for they're here for man did we hit record yet i don't know eh, i think we did all right so on this episode today we'll get we'll get down to it um today we're going to talk about It's kind of a follow-up episode. Yes. Kind of a follow-up episode to an episode we did a while back. Um, I don't know if anybody recalls or listened, but we did an episode when Dave Castro, former director of the games, director of CrossFit. He was CEO of CrossFit for a minute. He was... I think he was head of the seminar staff. He's held basically every position. Every every position in CrossFit. And we did an episode when he got fired, and we talked about the pros and cons of that. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was a lot of pros. 
There were yes, there were more pros than cons. I feel like it was more pros than cons. Um, not, so not that we're biased. Not that we're biased for for anything. We, we talked about some cornrows and some stuff like that. I think right. we tagged Dave Castro in the uh, podcast. <laughs> I think he's yet to listen to it. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> he seems like the type of guy that like if you tag him in something, he's going to go like check it out, and he'll probably just like block you or whatever. Yeah, he hasn't you know? blo- he hasn't blocked me yet. So okay. we'll, we'll tag him in this one also. So today's <laughs> episode is a follow up to that episode because lo and behold, six months later. Yeah. Hey, he's back. He's back. Yeah, they rehired Dave Castro. So the CEO of CrossFit stepped down, went back to you know, serve on the board or whatever, and they hired a new CEO. Long story short, a new CEO was like, hey, we need to bring back Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, I who knows. Um, I know during his exile, there has – is it exile? Is that probably a good term? Yeah. I think during his exile, there's been an outcry of support for Dave and people wanting him back for I, – I'm still not sure why. Yes. I I blame new people to the sport of CrossFit. New people, you know. You think more of the new people are overwhelmingly in Dave's camp yeah. than the older people. I think so. Okay. I think it's, you know, oh my God, who's going to program the CrossFit games? Right, right. <laughs> you know, I don't know anyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they brought him back for whatever reason. Um, he has a new role, a new title. He's not currently doing, I don't think he really has anything to do with the games. Not yet, yet, but yet. not yet. It'll it'll happen. I think they're leaving Justin Berg and Bosman kind of in the roles they're in just for, mm-hmm. you know, but Dave, I'm sure Dave will serve in some sort of consulting. Right. Perfunctory role there. Some, you know, the, he's going to get his fingers in it. Yeah. Just guaranteed. He's in, and, and quite frankly, he probably should because he has all the experience with it. Yeah. You know, it's probably not a bad person to talk to. Well, right. But I guarantee like, I mean, Everything that Dave's done, like Justin Berg and Bosman have been there with him. Every step of the every way. Every step of the way. So they've seen everything that he does. They're there when they're testing these things, they're writing these things. It's not like he's like, you know, isolated by himself on his ranch. He might have been. I don't know. Well, I mean, he does, but he has like the yeah. demo team. He has those guys. Like he has input. They're like picking and choosing things. He's got he's got people there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't – there's definitely – he'll have some over. I don't know, oversight, but he'll have some input into something. And, you know, I don't know that's the worst thing, but I think the games may have moved past Dave to a point where they needed to bring in fresh, fresh eyes, not even fresh eyes, but like a different perspective in some degrees to grow up past what he had gotten into. Mm-hmm. I think, I think is a probably a fair way to look at that. And, you know, in, in the, in the heat of the moment, did they maybe rush to fire him or, you know, was there some bad blood between him and the former CEO? Was there, who knows why they had to fire him? Cause I don't know that, like in what I've seen come out since then, like with Dave and like the over, I mean, there's been an overwhelming support from like his seminar staff employees, right? You know, they, you know, and everybody's, I, don't, I haven't really s- seen anyone actually say anything necessarily bad about Dave, the person. Right. Have you? No, no. So, so from all accounts, Dave, the person seems like a good, genuine guy. Yeah. He's always helping people. He's doing, he's, you know, pretty nice guy. So I don't know that Dave, the person needed to be fired per se. Well, right. He's just a big personality. And yeah. it's like when you thought across the games, you also thought of Dave Castro. Dave Castro. Yeah. So, and I don't know that there was probably a, hey, CrossFit, we, you know, whoever's in charge of time was probably like, hey, we need to change direction a little bit. This, this is total speculation. We want to, you know, get in some fresh eyes. And Dave was probably started holding on to everything tighter and closer to the vest. So instead of, hey, we're trying to move on from Dave, we, Dave, would you like to kind of do this? Instead of that conversation, it was just, you're gone. All right. You know, we, we know we want to do something different. Done. Yeah, probably some pushback. Probably some pushback. If truth, you know, whether it was real or genuine or, you know, whatever, it probably was some, okay, we'll just change 
we'll wholesale it, change it. Well, right. Especially at the time your CEO is a, you know, coming from tech and they, they blow through CEOs and people in charge of things like, like it's going out of business. Right. Yeah. Really high turnover rate. Yeah. Six months, bring somebody else, bring another specialist in six months, bring another specialist in. Right. It's not like, Hey, you've worked here for 30 years. Cool. Yeah. Like none of these companies are tech companies are around for 30 years. Right. Yeah. There's no loyalty They're You know, they're three years and sold. Um, so Dave's back. Dave's new role was director of affiliates yeah. or direct, something, something to do with kind of, Integrating himself into the affiliate. It's, de- it's definitely an affiliate based. Yeah. I, yes. I, I want to say it's a community based role versus like director of sport, director of games, anything like that. Um, which is interesting. I think, you know, seeing a couple things he's posted, I think he wants to get back to his roots of helping affiliates and helping, helping, you know, helping on the front lines of CrossFit and actually, you know, making a difference in people's lives versus just how fast can we do thrusters? Right. It's not even saying like what his role is on uh, morning chalk up. I'm sure it's somewhere in here. Yeah. So it's it's something to do with affiliates, you know, and it, and it begs some questions that, you know, immediately came to my mind is, A, did we ever have this director of affiliate role or support or was this a brand new position? Are you aware of any? No. Yeah. I mean, no, as, affiliate, at all. as an affiliate owner, I'm not a, personally aware of any director of affiliate role, job, person. And if it is, they've never directly reached out, done anything for us. Right. I mean, so that I, you know, I don't have a point of contact. I don't have an email address. I don't have a, well, right. It's generally been like pretty hands off for you guys. Right. Yeah. You know, we get a Christmas card in, in February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's about, that's about it. Um, and that's okay. I didn't ask for Christmas cards, so it's not a big deal. Okay. So here, here's CrossFit okay. HQ. We got official title returning to CrossFit HQ to serve in an advisory role to CrossFit interim CEO, Allison Andriazzi, as she works on strengthening CrossFit's commitment to its affiliates, coaches, and the methodology. So, an advisory role. Okay, so they're bringing him back for PR. Yes. So it's a PR move. Um, you know, and then you get into, you get in, what always kind of irks me to some degree with CrossFit, and from the HQ level, the they, they changed it. It's not even HQ anymore. It's like the home office or something. They changed They kind of changed it around. Mm-hmm. Like what they wanted to be referred to. Right. Um, I can't remember what it is. But what kind of gets me a little bit is they get these guys in these positions like Dave Castro. To my knowledge, Dave Castro has never for one day ran an affiliate. No. Has no idea what running affiliate is. Now, his so his CrossFit gym on the ranch didn't he used to run workouts out of that? Like, couldn't you used to like go to? I think he just. His I don't think he was running like workout. Yeah, I don't think he was like, hey, we're running classes. Here's a schedule. Show up. No. Sign a waiver. I don't think so. Okay. All right. I think it was just I made this an affiliate because it was a cool thing to do and didn't cost yeah. anything. Um, you know, like the gym at the main office, right? The HQ office. It's like, yeah, it's an affiliate. I guess we don't. There's not like a schedule. It's like just for the employees, right? You know, kind of thing. And it's like that's not the same thing. Like, you're not out there beating the street. You're not. It's completely different. Right. So, yeah. So, it's it's always interesting. I mean, I, yeah, he's got his – he ha- can have the ear of many people. He can show up. He can talk to gym owners. He can get in and do things. But as far as affecting change, all he's getting is just feedback from one side to, and then, you know, somewhere gurgi- regurgitating that in his brain and then saying, yeah, let's do this. Or taking that input back to the main office. Right. But one thing about Dave, I think Dave is always going to do what Dave feels is best. 
So even if he is getting feedback from the affiliates, he's probably going to most likely go along with the ones that he tends to agree with. Yeah, he's going to take that through his filter. Yeah. Right. Whatever whatever that may be, it's going to go through his filter, and that's the information that's going to get back. And he's going to choose what he thinks is important versus not important. Mm-hmm. You know, which begs the question: as a non-affiliate owner and somebody who doesn't do it day in and day out, what what is important? Right. You know, I mean, I I have see input from mini gym owners all over the country all the time. And quite frankly, some of the stuff that they talk about that's important is not important. Yeah. Not even in the slightest. Oh, I'm sure. And you're like, what are you guys doing? So, you know, so to some degree as a gym owner, you got to kind of turn all that off and just, yeah, <laughs> you know, y'all go figure out your own thing. Yeah. I almost think it would be more beneficial for whoever is kind of overseeing the affiliates to have more of like a business minded, like kind of background, like, because I'm sure that's where most people are kind of limited in their capacity. I'm sure everyone that's opening a gym is because they like to work out, they're into fitness. That's the easy part. Yeah. So the ins and out of the business aspect is what is the challenging part. Yeah, it's not teaching you somebody. Know? It's not teaching somebody how to do a burpee. Exactly. Right. It's you know how do I make money? Right. <laughs> right. It's like how do I pay taxes? How do I? Yeah. And know? what experience does he have in that sector? Like what has he done? Right. I mean, he was a Navy SEAL. I don't think they teach business school at Navy in. SEAL, SEAL school. Never been to SEAL school, so I can't, you know, I don't know, but... <laughs> I, yeah, they teach a lot of great things, I'm sure, but yeah. I don't I don't know if they're teaching... Yeah, I don't know if they touch on that. Touch on that. And, you know, and rightfully so, that's not what they're specializing in. Right. Um, yeah, so it's it, it becomes very interesting um, to see what that is. I think, personally, I think it was a little bit of a panic move um, from CrossFit, and I'm not sure why they were panicking. Well, I mean, that seems to kind of be the whole you know, direction that this year's kind of gone in. Like they had all the feedback from the whole monster thing. Like that was kind of negative. Um, and that was more, I guess, I think from the OG people. Yeah. I think the kind of newer people to CrossFit, like, well, if you wanted to grow, you do need this sponsorship money. You have to bring in these types of things. Yeah. Um, and then the whole woke mob or whatever it may be for like certain things, like getting rid of Glassman for what he said. And, you well, know, that was a little, Castro years ago giving yeah. away guns to winners of the CrossFit games. Oh yeah, and, the guns, the glocks, and this and that, and it's just like I feel like they're trying to appease certain crowds, but I think the overwhelming thing with Castro, um, I think just kind of you know bit him in the ass. Apparently, I don't think they were losing affiliates from it, were they? Right, were affiliates just dropping because Castro's gone? I don't, I don't think so. Right? I, don't, like, I don't think so either. Like I never got that. I know like this year it seems like the bad publicity that everybody wants to kind of run about is some a couple instances of some bad judging at like the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Yeah. And you're like, who gives a crap? Right. Like I always see Castro as more affiliated with the games. Like he's a right. he's a games person. Yeah. So why would that affect the affiliates? You're not, you know, training people. Yeah, and that I know, are going to the games. And I know majority. he. I know his role transitioned from kind of what early on he was kind of he was the director of the seminar staff. Mm-hmm. So he kind of he in in fairness, the seminar staff is rock solid. Yeah, right. They they have trained and curated some of the best trainers and the best not even the best trainers, but the best teaching of trainers. Yeah, they right? do. A, they do a great job. Right. The seminars are awesome. And level one, yeah. level two. That seminar staff is is phenomenal. They do a great job. Those people are great at what they do, and they've been trained. You know probably to the nth degree of their life to do it mm-hmm. the best way possible, which right. is awesome. And I think they've done a fantastic job of catching just about every detail in that class and program and making that the, the awesome program it is. Um, that being said, I don't think the level one or the level two translates into running a CrossFit gym. Right. 
you know, if you could take, I would agree. Yeah. If you could take a level one, you're like, I can go run a CrossFit gym now. I'm going to do constantly varied fitness, you know, and we're going to do heavy day on Tuesday. We're going to do this on Wednesday. We're going to rest day on Thursday. We're going to, you know, Friday's this, and we're going to make sure we get our monostructural and our gymnastics and we're going to eat, eat meats, you know, fruits, nuts, and veggies. And, you know, we're going to call it a day, right? You know, your seven people will show up and you're going to go out of business in three years. Yeah. Yeah. If you're basing off level one, you're basically doing CrossFit HQ programming. You're doing the, what are they, they, the zone? Is that what they're, is level one the zone? It's zone diet. Yeah. It's zone, but kind of skewed paleo. Yeah. It's like a, it could be like a little bit of a zaleo, if you will. A zaleo. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you pigeonhole everything from that from level one and that's all you get. And then you're able to open your affiliate. Like you're going to be in a world of trouble. Yeah. You know, especially in today's climate. Yeah. D- maybe, yeah. maybe 10, 15 years ago, yeah. that would suffice like, if you could learn with the curve like everyone else did. But now, like, you can't do that. It's, it's tough out there right now. I mean, rent ain't cheap no more. Right. You know, you're even, even industrial warehouse space where you used to be like, hey, you're getting into this industrial warehouse space for a buck and a half a foot, you know, and right. you can make it figure it out. It ain't happening no more. Yeah. And I think enough people at this point have been exposed to CrossFit enough where they go into the gym. They're expecting certain they, things. They, yes. They, are expecting a certain level of quality of coaching, uh, you know, you know, when I first started facilities, when I first started CrossFit, we had, you know, there was 12 people in a class. We had two barbells. We had one medicine ball. We had a pull-up bar, you know, made of steel pipe and we had a recycling bin for a box jump and we all used the same thing. Yeah. You know, we did a lot of burpees. Sounds like a nice garage. (laughs) Sounds like a nice garage, right? (laughs) Like, and that's essentially, and that was a actually a business. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, that was the OG CrossFit gym. That was an OG CrossFit the, the gym. The box, the box. Yeah, the box. The box. Yeah, right? you know, and that's and that's what it was, right? It was yeah. terrible. But, you know, we had fun. Yeah. We didn't know any better. You know, five people sharing a barbell for a, you know, 21, 15, nine power cleans and, you know, air squats. Mm-hmm. And you just, I'll do a clean, you do a clean. I'll do a clean, you do right. a clean. <laughs> <laughs> just run heats. Just run, just run we heats. We got 16 people, we're going to run eight heats. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just what we did, you know, and it, was, it worked, but it, you know, they we've progressed out of that. We've gotten better, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that was in its infancy. That was when it was starting as gyms and businesses. We've gotten better. We've gotten yeah. smarter. We've learned 20 years ago. Yeah. We've also learned how to train people better. Yeah. Like the CrossFit methodology still works, but we've gotten better at training people in CrossFit, right? right? It's, you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, so that's, and it's really cool to see kind of how that progresses. So if you're, you know, you're starting from day one, it's tough right now. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's gyms out there that have been doing it a long time that are ready to you know ready to eat you alive yeah so and that's their goal is to eat you alive because yeah. you're you're going to affect their business model yeah maybe maybe not you yeah. know it depends there's a lot going on there and it's like it's not necessarily hey you know there's only room for one of us kind of thing well right but you know there's it's tougher than it once was yeah and then so then you interject Dave back into this and what's Dave what's Dave's goal on that like what is I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the one thing he does is when he travels, he always drops into affiliates. So he's like a man of the people. He's, I think he's a man, you know, you know? Did, did they bring him back to be a figure? I think it's Pete. But more? that's, but that's all. Yeah. And that's all it is. He's just, uh, it's a PR thing. Like yeah. you said, like he just goes into the affiliates, you know, he drums up just, you know, community, this and that. But like, he's seeing a snapshot of whatever that gym is. He doesn't yeah. know what their day to day is like. He's seeing one hour of a week. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. That he's there. You know, he, he's not, he, realistically, he's not even comparing, you know, an AM class to a PM class. Right. Yeah. Do the classes run the same? Yeah. Is there any consistency here? What is their, you know, what does their gym run like on a day-to-day basis? Like, there's, 
these things that you know kind of can make or break things. Well, right. I seriously doubt he's like hanging back and like meeting with the owner afterwards and hey, let's yeah, and, talk about and, your business. How and, are you doing? Yeah, what quite, can I help? And quite frankly, he doesn't have the time. So what he does, they do, we'll do a town hall and he'll show up, say I'm coming, I'm going to work out at this one gym and I'll invite, you know, try and reach out to the other five gyms in the area and you guys can mm-hmm. all come to this gym and we can sit down for an hour or two and have a cold beer and powwow. Right. Right. About, you know, which probably turns into more of a, you know, rah-rah session than anything else. Yeah. Not like, hey, let's get down to anything that's actually, you know, because one gym owner is not going to want to talk about their problems in front of, you know, their competing well, right, gym owner. Right, yeah. Like, that's, that's not how things work. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you're never going to get into, like, the true, like, nitty-gritty of anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm genuinely cur- curious. Um, I'm going into it skeptically, I guess, would be probably the best way to put, put that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair as an affiliate owner to definitely feel like that. I mean, I feel like he's more important like associated with the games i mean they i think i mean i don't think that the other guys are doing a terrible job i think there's a lot of uh um inconsistencies from event to event and i think you're picking up you're picking up some of that too from the new guys is they are there's some stuff they probably didn't that got dropped that didn't need to get dropped and whether that was because dave wasn't there because it just a random occurrence because right. of whatever. Um, it's also difficult in the semifinal environment where they have, you know, what, 10 different events, 12 different events. And other than two workouts, it's all different programming. Right. It's right. all different people running them. It's all, it's not regionals like it was in the day with one, one right. governing body. Yeah. It's all, in, it's all independent. Yeah. You know, so you're in different size venues. You're in different size. Everything's different every place you go to. So there's, some, there's some unique challenges in there that even, that even, the great Dave himself would have had issues with. Well, right. And I, I definitely preferred more of the, uh, when they used to do the regionals and like everyone was doing the same workouts because then you could kind of really, you could honestly compare everyone Correct. across the board. And now they're doing this whole, like, you know, the last chance qualifier. So like if you weren't in those top five spots, you know, if you were six, seven or eight, now you have to do an online qualifier and there's what, what 50 or 60 of these people. Yeah. And we're back to, we're back to online and, again. And, there's what four to five spots that these people are shooting for. And granted, if you were so like, let's say like the granite games, like the women's field was like very tough, right? You know, so like whoever probably got sixth in the granite games for the female qualifiers, like she probably could have got third or fourth at another event, yeah, you know, but we don't know because the programming was different, this and that, but yet last chance qualifier, everyone's literally doing the same workouts. Well, like the Australian feed de- field down at the Torian with the women where they took three they could have probably gone five to six deep in that one and been right. very competitive, you know, type of deal. So you have like former podium winner right. in that Torian that didn't make it to the games. Like, yeah, which it, is, which is wild to think of. She's going to blow through that last chance qualifier. Exactly. And so like, if you kept it all universal, you would see that you would see that these people obviously were like more fit or better at these events than whoever else was kind of falling through the cracks or at a weaker event. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I get it. It's all changing and they're trying to figure it all out, but yeah. I feel like they had a f- fairly good model and just improve upon that. And they just kind of blew the whole thing up. Yeah. Well, that was Glassman. I believe blew the whole thing up. I yeah. don't think that was Dave. And well, right. Well, right. Greg blew the whole thing up and then they're still trying to put the pieces back together. Um, and the hard part with anything, any sport that changes the rules and the game plan in the field every year, it's tough to follow. Mm-hmm. People don't, people like what they know. Yeah. Right. It's so that makes life easy to follow. The NFL, you know, they're playing a, you know, they're playing a sixty-minute game. It's four quarters, you know, two halves. 
You know? Well, right. Oh, and you know what the playoff structure is. You know what the playoff Every structure is. Every single year, you know what you're fighting for. You know what you're fighting. They're, they're all working towards this common you know? goal. It all works the same. Right. You know, it's it's very easy to follow. Yeah. Right. And it's the same for all the teams. And it's the same for all the teams. <laughs> it's the same for everyone. <laughs> right. And, you know, and that's you know, NFL's king. Yeah. Right. You know, for me personally, like, you get to it a little bit. It's like with, I was talking with somebody the other day, like soccer, like professional soccer, like over in Europe. Very big. Big throughout the whole world. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Soccer's a great game. Get it. Football. Whatever. And... I have a hard time because I don't, I'm not deep into it. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time following it because I don't know what league is what. I could tell you. There's like six, seven different leagues, it feels like. And each league has like a A and a B series because they get relegated to the lower. Well, yeah. And, and, that, then, and so that's primarily and the then there's tournaments, And then there's tournaments where they play out of, not what they play with a different team and they play with their country. Yes. And then there's all these, and there's World Cup and then there's all these other different tournaments. And then it's, it's for not like being very in depth in it it's very confusing so i kind of just don't it watch can it be either. it can be so I but basically it. i mean the way that i like so champions league is the best of the best from all leagues right those people are put into a pool and they're playing you know double elimination until you know the final game which is single elimination like to find the winner so the best of all the teams and generally a lot of times the champions league is like the cream of the crop like that's the trophy that you want to win like winning your league is great obviously, but like winning the champions league is like the more major title, right. you know? And then premier league is seen as kind of like the best overall league, like top to bottom, because like Spain, France, Germany, those teams are very top heavy. Normally you have two or so, three really good teams. So maybe, so maybe it's a naming convention. Maybe we don't call them all leagues. Well, so they're, so they're not like, so, so Spain is like Syria, like that's the name of it. And then you have the premier league. Um, France is like league one. And then Germany's like Bundesliga, so they have different names. Yeah. Um, I, and I understand it is a lot, is a lot, especially the whole thing of like buying players, like how they buy players. Like I have to pay a club, like let's say I have to pay you like a hundred million dollars to get access to th- this guy, and now I have to sign this guy. Yeah. So it's like I'm paying twice. No, it's it's wild. It, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and I get it. it's very popular and everything else. It's just yeah, I, I, my brain my brain power doesn't extend yeah. that far. Yeah. But I mean, in, in CrossFit's becoming worldwide, you know, and it's, it's becoming even popular over in like Europe and those countries. And it's like, I feel like it needs to be more universal. Yeah. They, it overall, like it, less changes. Like, hey, we got a format. We like it. Let's stick with it. Small changes each year, not wholesale yeah. changes. Yeah. To keep things, keep people knowing what's going on. Keep it honest. Keep it, make it, you know, the, every little tw- tweak you make judging becomes harder. Well, Movement right. standards become harder. Are we playing a, is it a level playing field? Is it, you know, what's, what's the difference? Yeah. And I get that they try, I think they tried to do that this year with the whole, like the lateral bar burpee stuff. And, yeah. you know, now you can just kind of step over. I get that. It's really hard to judge, but it's like, even like just missing the burpee standards on some of these like semifinals, like they're not doing the burpees correct and they're not getting no reps. Yeah. And again, yeah. that's, you know, I don't know if that's the judge just, you know, they're dealing with a big name CrossFit athlete and they just don't want that backlash from no repping that person or the, I think the judges get caught up in the emotion, right. And in the action, I think they're volunteers. I think they, you know, they're human. They make mistakes and they're, they're not sure which, which side to err on based off what they've been told and, you know, every little thing along the way. And it's, it's same with, you know, to a degree with like officials, like again, in like football or whatever, you know, they, they screw up. Well, right. Yeah. Officiating, officiating sucks everywhere. Yeah. No matter what. And a judge is an official by another name. Yeah. Right. And they screw up too. 
right? But it's like when you watch it, it's like some of them like egregious, and you're like, what did you just well, what did you just see? Yeah, I mean, if you're towing the line and it's a gray area, I get it. But yeah, like if it's a blatant, like where literally everyone, like the person in the bleachers, like 30 feet back can see it. Yeah. Like, come on, like we need to call that. Yeah. There needs to be some, a, I mean, a level of standard. I mean, you it's know? like, you know, pass interference in the NFL, right? Like sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't. Well, yeah, they don't even know what a catch is in the NFL anymore. They, so. do, they do not know what a catch <laughs> is in the NFL. <laughs> all right on that we're gonna probably wrap this one up we'll have an episode uh next episode we're gonna talk about what defines a catch yes in the nfl we will have on the broadcast calvin johnson from the detroit lions we're gonna have nate here for that one he's a big <laughs> nfl guy big nfl guy wasn't it calvin johnson with the lions that got robbed that year playing the cowboys and so one time with him and the other time was uh des bryant with the cowboys That's, in think, that playoff I, game. I think it was des bryant that was des, the one i think against the packers okay that was a whole you know, the can of worms. Yeah. Was this a catch? Was not a catch? And yeah. Then, yeah. Type deal. Cool. So kind of some thoughts there on Dave Castro. Um, if anybody knows Dave, wants to reach out yeah. to him, send him this podcast. Uh, welcome with, back, Dave. Welcome back, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> love to have, Dave would love to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'll, f- I'll figure it out. Drop in sometime. We'll fly. We'll fly in buddy. Yeah. Um, love to hear your side of the story. Other than that, have a great one. We'll see you guys next time.